Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. My name is Aram, and my pronouns are he, him. I'm the producer of the Dungeon and Dragons podcast, God's Fall. My name's Dylan. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm a physicist from Canada. Welcome to Kill Every Monster. Season 2, Does It Murder? The rules to go over them once again, because it's been some time. We are looking at these monsters. We have talked fairly in depth about their capacity for like, or let me rephrase that. We've talked about their ability to kill. Like, can they take out a party? Which does not address the major concern of a DM, which is would they? If your party comes up against these monsters, everything we covered in season two, and that monster beats the ever-loving shit out of them. Are they rolling death saves? Or is that monster walking along just across the battlefield, booting people in the guts until they don't get back up? I feel like this season we have a lot of very clear black and white examples. We hit some tones going through this. Starting, in fact, with the Coatle. I would say, for the most part, absolutely not, unless part of their edict is that if X happens, you kill Y. Yes, but I would make the case that at that point, because they are generally like, even the way we played it in the AP, we're not leading into a murder, we're leading into a confrontation that will lead to someone dying. When you're at the door and you're about to start the apocalypse, Carlos still did a little fucking, he knocked you out, do a little bit of a dream negotiation. There was a whole thing. If Carlos were going to kill you at that point, it's because Carlos talked to you and tried to get you to stop and you didn't. And there is absolutely no other way. At which point for like a, does it murder? Like no more so than people. And also, is that really murder at that point? I mean, very much so. Yes. I guess. I guess technically it's murder. (laughs) There is no technical to it. No, that is a premeditated, if X, then you die, is a murder. Yeah, you have clearly thought that out. It's for the greater good, but it's still a murder. It's still murder. So, Coatl, no. Again, like, in the territory of, like, people. Yeah. People could be pushed. There is a territory where you might cross the line, but generally that's a pretty fucking hard line to get to. And Quattles is better us. Yeah. Except snakes and wings and stuff. Right. Episode two was Sin with the Nothic. 100% wood. 100%. Just wood. Just to do it. Accidentally. I guess it's technically manslaughter, but like... If it was inconvenient... Sin played a very, very, like, likable Nothic. Very amicable, 
very friendly. That Nothic melted a security guard and just seemed like mildly sad about it, then immediately got over it. Though, to be fair, uh, Risen got over it pretty quickly, too. Well, yes, but Risen was also kind of a prick of a man. <laughs> like Most Nothics would be more devious than that. And the creature does feel like something that would just kill you rather than have a conversation. Because they are very specifically like tied to Vecna of all fucking creatures, uh, that immediately puts you on the path to like, if you are worshipping and following Vecna, you probably would already do a murder before your mind is warped by, you know, infinite secrets and powers beyond your comprehension. Right. You weren't a good person going in. You started bad. Mm -hmm. But even when we take the step away and like you look at the abilities that it has and like they walk this line of like... They walk a line between omnipotence and obtuseness. Yeah. I think is a fair way to say it. They're right in that territory where they're absolutely brilliant in exactly their wheelhouse and nothing else matters. Nothing else even exists. That morality just isn't present in a lot of cases. It doesn't factor in. In specifically the case study we're talking about where it's taken out the party and they're all laying on the ground. If you are in my living room and the option is kill them or they'll wake up later and I'll have them still in my living room. That's a round of eye lasers real quick. Yeah, if it's easier to not kill you, perhaps. But for the most part, they're just going to end you. Campions. Fuchitangali Asparos. That's not even a question. <laughs> it's not over they kill you, but they'll delight in it. Yeah. Like they will stab you and like then monologue as you're clawing at their boots, dying right before them. I know that this is meant to be content for our feed. And listeners, I want you to get your money's worth. But what conversation do you want me to have here? They're evil people who are supposed to lock you into contracts and steal your soul. They're going to delight in killing you. They murder. Although we did discuss that it's kind of a last resort thing. Like if they kill you, they've already kind of lost. But at that point, they're just going to delight in it more because it's the last resort. I do think that's also a question of target, right? Like if I'm told go out and get, you know, get a Rom's soul. And, you know, somebody gets in my way and I am a Cambian. I stab that man in the throat. 100%. You are inconsequential. I have to get over there now. I imagine Cambians just in general hate people. And the and like once you get the soul, you've got the go. So once you get the soul, you get to cut the throat. And that's kind of the reward for getting the soul. Cambians murder, murder at an instant. Like human life is kind of like speed bumps. If that, I mean, it would like if it's it's not even it's not even in the way. It's like it's a treat to be able to take out a human. It's like a little Werther's original. Like it's something they would actually probably enjoy. I don't disagree with you, depending on the context. But I'm also imagining this is like I have a mission in mind, and it it honestly lines up perfectly because we're on a path, and I would be going at full speed, but I have to slow down a little bit because of this fucking thing. But not enough to not hit it. Not enough to not run it over, just enough so that I don't <laughs> fuck my suspension. Triads. No would kill if necessary 
I don't yes. think it's the opening move. Absolutely. And I don't think if you're lying on the ground, they're always going to go for the killing blow, maybe the knockout. Yeah, I think where I hesitate is that a dryad, I think, would kick your ass at a moment's notice. 100%. Like if it thought it could win the fight and that was going to be like the problem resolved, I think a dryad would kick the shit out of you. Yeah, I imagine dryads have a lot of pent up resentment <laughs> to take out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I don't think they would necessarily murder you. Even like get the wolves, have them just drag them out of the fucking glade. I don't need this shit anymore. If they start. Once the point is made. Yeah. I think they would, but generally don't. I agree. I think a dryad, if needed, would kill you and not think a thing of it, but probably won't go out of their way. That is the thing with something like, and we'll get to the unicorn later, but like the unicorn is celestial in nature. The dryad is itself nature. And there's a circle of life thing to it where I think the dryad is not going to think that you're better than a rabbit. 100%. And so, like, if that is the way that this plays out is you need to die, yeah, that's how nature works is sometimes something's got to die. A tree needs fertilizer. It's just how it is. Rakshasa. 100%. Absolutely. Not even a question. Delight in your entrails would murder you every time we hit a fiend it's like but this one in particular and this isn't even with the barrier of like oh yeah but sometimes it's on a mission and it can't no the rakshasa or the rakshasa is already so fucking done with your shit that the fact that you've spoken to it is grounds for death the only thing i would say in this particular one is that not right away because there's no way because a rakshasa is absolutely going to like ruin you financially, break up your family, burn your village down and then kill your ass. I think that's hugely dependent. If you were an adventurer and you were involved in the rakshasa's death initially, it would absolutely come back and destroy everything you ever loved and then kill you. Yeah. But I think generally the reason it's not killing people is because they can't hurt it. So why bother? Like it's, it's immune to damage unless it's magic or from a weapon wielded, a piercing weapon wielded by a good aligned creature. So it's walking through town and motherfuckers are coming out with pitchforks. And unless you manage to like tear a particularly beloved shirt. Yeah, it would almost seem like a gross overreaction to even respond. If a fly comes near your food, you just bat it away. It's not until you get like a mosquito that actually bites you that you kill. Even then, like if you miss it, you don't hunt it down. It's no. just like whatever. And you go about your day. <laughs> but given the opportunity, murder you in a heartbeat. Yeah. And maybe even write a poem about how great it was to murder you. We got the Abolith. Yes. Again, same exact thing. Would murder you, would come back and murder you again, would return every hundred years just to kill your great-grandson out of spite. disagree. I'm not disagreeing with the fundamental premise. I agree that it would murder. I think Rakshasa 
generally almost come into being in this sort of cosmology, not in their actual myths, but in their sort of cosmology in their position already. So it's like if you're walking through, if you're already royalty, then, you know, you don't need to kill. You get to kill whenever you want. Aboleth are playing chess. If you're face to face with the Aboleth, something has already gone wrong in the plan or it is the plan and I intended to kill you the whole time. But they're not going to like delight in murder. They have bigger things going on. I will kill you at the drop of a hat because I do not give a fuck. I should just say I would happily see you dead. However, I don't need you to die. I agree that they probably wouldn't take a personal satisfaction in it, but they would definitely do it out of vengeance or mm -hmm. to settle a debt. Like yes. that's the kind of like I think they will murder you every time. And also just because once it's once they're in front of you, they obviously have no need they like they've lost their value. If they're standing at your pool, they'll just swatch you away. Aboleth have cults. Like an Aboleth is not going to indiscriminately murder. It is going to very discriminately murder. It's not going to waste a resource. They're thinking way ahead. But again, if push came to shove without even, you know, without any concern for the creature whatsoever, they would end its life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Next on the chopping block is giant insects. I mean, yes, would kill you in a heartbeat without even thinking. Is not capable of murder, though. Right, exactly. This is just, we're just food. We're dealing with the actual animal territory. And even then, if you're dealing with it in the context where it's a hunting animal, if you come across giant trapdoor spider, horrifying, terrifying. I love it. More encounters like that. Uh, it'll kill you because it's going to eat you. Of course it is. But it's also going to target and kill the weakest member of the party and ignore the rest of the party and try to get away from them. Right. When you're dealing with like the scorpion, the scorpion got into that fight because it thought it was being threatened, backed off. If it had won that fight, do you really think that scorpion was going to kill the wizard on the ground? Or was it going to be like, all right, good. I won. Fucking wander off, you know. Unless it was hungry. If you bump into a giant bumblebee, it's going to ignore you. It has You have nothing at once. You are not my problem right now. Yeah, a giant roly-poly is probably just going to be like a bus going by. But again, it's not going to kill you. Right. So it depends on the insect. But the insects who would kill would kill in such a devastating, like they would seem like monsters because of how detached they would be, especially like ants who like may not even kill you, just carry you kicking and screaming back to the colony to be thrown into, into some kind of like wax thing as you're half held and just bits of you are bitten off. I mean, like it's a that's truly horrific. But again, not monstrous. They're not being a monster. They're just doing what ants do. I mean, there's a reason why the sort of example I came to in the first iteration of this was wolves. Because a wolf is not fighting to kill anyone. A wolf is fighting because it wants food or it's fighting because you're in its territory. It's fighting for a reason. 
either to protect or as food. What are the reason? And then maybe to est establish dominance for sex. But you're not going to be involved in that. No. So really, it's going to be food or protecting. I mean, if you are, then you're you should leave that table. That's a bad table to be yeah, at. Absolutely, you should leave. Unicorns. Yes. No. no. Really? I Really? You think they would delight? You think that there's some I don't monstrous... think there's delight. No one said delight. I said murder. I just don't think... I mean... Okay, so you're thinking of it like unicorns are like Wonder Woman. There's a reason why they don't have enemies that keep coming back because yeah. they handle it. I'm thinking like when you, when Zup lost, Zup's pinned up against the tree and like, do you want to be helped? You know, and we separate the Gulthias staff from your hand. You know, you're offered, hey, look, do you want to be helped? What do you think would have happened if you scrambled towards that staff and tried to get off another shot? I think the unicorn would have ended it. I think that hoof would have gone from the far side of your face into the dirt. Or just knocked me out. I mean, there's another step they could have taken there, but maybe not. I think especially with like, if you've got something lawful good, I think there is a point where they're like, no. Absolutely not. I am here to protect the thing. Right. You are a threat. You have demonstrated that you will not cease to be a threat. And I have a clear line of what is righteous and what isn't. But again, is that any different than just a really righteous person? Like, yes, they might take the final blow, but you could say the same thing about a really dedicated paladin. Isn't it just a person? It's not a it, They're not. It's not really like extra murder than anyone else would do. No, but I think what we're talking about is not necessarily like a moral predisposition towards it, right? Like species-wide, they're not looking to kill. But if I got into that fight and it's the bodies in the glade, what's the final say? And like I said, for the coaddle, it's hugely dependent on what's going on. But because the unicorn is a creature of protection specifically a powerful thing that in its fucking description it says it will kill evildoers it does it will destroy i believe is it yeah so that's fair which is like a step beyond murder <laughs> no you're right i mean the text specifically says they will murder evil because that's what they're here to do kind of yeah okay you're right not only will they murder you if you win that fight, God will murder you. If you fight a unicorn, you're going to die. You've made a very, very poor choice. Massive miscalculation. Shambling Mound. Yes. In fact, it's specifically written into the stat block that it will try to murder someone it has taken down in the same vein as the insects though i don't think it's a murder it's not you're right they're just killing to eat we come back to the whole debate of like with five intelligence how how autonomous is a shambling mound how much decision is being made but if you get consumed by the shambling mound if you're inside it yeah, absolutely. You'll die in there. It'll grind you into mulch. It will just live off of your bone meal. Right. But it's his eating. 
And it's also just fighting effectively because that is the most effective way for it to end a fight. Is it even fighting? That's a fair point. Because quite frankly, it just moves over stuff. It's nature's Roomba. Same as the oozes. Right. Right. Like It's just moving over this shit and it's just going to take you in and it'll consume your body. If it kills a party member, like if there is a TPK and it didn't get anyone with the engulf in that combat, then you basically lay out the party and you go like, oh, fuck, well, what direction is the mound walking in? Because whoever is in that direction is dead now. <laughs> Say I have five players. The way I'm running it is if you're all unconscious, pick a number between one and eight. Nobody gets to pick the same number. And I'm run- rolling a D8 for what cardinal direction they go in. And if that mound goes over you, you'll just get picked up the same as a fucking bush would, the same as random bramble would. It will take you in and it will mulch you and you will die. They're basically like half Roomba, half rock tumbler. Yeah. Combine those two things. 100%. But at the same time, it's not, it's not a murder. The same way that my Roomba doesn't hate me every time it consumes my charger because I just left it laying out. Once the shambling mound puts one in and it's full, it's not going to go around and kill the rest. It's just going to shamble off because it needs to digest for the next two weeks. I Again, I'm not even 100% sure that it has that level of autonomy. I think if it consumes one of them in that case of everybody's already on the floor, it consumed them because it was moving in that direction. So the body just got taken up and then it's not going to turn. It could roll over the next two people, but it won't consume them it doesn't have room it'll just roll over them there's that variable and even like like i said it's not there is a circle of people right so it's not like you could hit two in a single path without turning right it will take the one that it hits and it will not even consider the idea of going back for anyone else no just it'll just be on it'll just it'll be on its way yeah it's got a meal for the next month it'll it's happy to go Mind flares. Speaking of things that specifically and explicitly murder shit. <laughs> 100%. Just their existence is technically murder. They have to commit about a murder a week to live a healthy life. They're, and really, if they want to like splurge, it's like yeah. a murder every other day. You know, sometimes you have a rough day. You need a pint of Ben and Jerry's. So you go out, you knock out a guy named Ben, a guy named Jerry, you drag him back into your cave, you eat their brains. Technically, you and I could go a week without food before we're suffering. But no, we want to eat every single day. So it could it could be even be more than that. I mean, they could just be consuming. They could consume 356 people a year. It could absolutely be that. Granted, at that point, you've hit a, a new level of malice. But like, no, a living mind flayer is inherently a murderer. Yes. And I would say that the majority of them take pleasure in it because we take pleasure in food Uh, hell they take more pleasure in it than we do because the memory factor like it's drugs they're getting high on it yeah like yeah they enjoy it they get all their sustenance all their knowledge and all of their pleasure in the same vector yeah it's they will kill you they will feel no guilt the if you survive an encounter with a mind flayer where it's taken the entire party out. It's because for some reason it decided you weren't worth it. And that is something that you should be very worried about. 
or it's got plans for you, which is something you should be even more worried about. Head CT, real quick. Get in there. Make sure there isn't a slug. God, I'd be so terrified. It'd be what I'd be absolutely the most worried about. It'd be absolutely horrifying. Yeah, so no question, would do a murder all the time. Mike in it. I think generally, no. They're even described as like, you'll be able to pass through their territory very peacefully if you're just not a dick. However, again, as we talked about, if the lead Mykonid, if the sovereign goes bad, they're all going bad. If they're in territory where they need to, want to for some reason, or, you know, the same territory if you've presented yourself as a threat. They didn't want to fight. They got forced into fighting. Well, do we just let him go? Well, he said he specifically wanted this territory. If we let him go, we'll come back. They're mushrooms. They they have zombie servants. Mushrooms grow on death. Right. I feel like the threshold would be very different for a Mykonid. They aren't predisposed to it. I would say in in a quick nutshell, does it murder? No. No. But I don't think it would be as opposed to it as people are. Because I think they'd have a wildly different perspective on it. Sure. Death is different to mushrooms. In fact, it could be a very terrifying farming thing. We're like, well, let's just cut out the middleman. Let's not just find the corpses. Let's make our own corpses. We need them. They're not doing anything useful with them. These are <laughs> aristocrats. But for the most part, no. They're not going to murder. Does the cop a murder? No. No. It just doesn't. No, it's, it's childlike, little innocent. If someone dies in a conflict with a kappa, it is probably an accident. Yeah. I didn't know my own strength kind of thing. Maybe, because like, they do kind of have a taste for human flesh a little bit. But even then, we're depending on how much they eat. I very much feel like this is going to be one of those, like, knock out the party, pick the one that looks the tastiest drag you into the lake. Anything that feeds on human flesh has the potential to like to do murders. Yeah. But again, it seems like that's lower down the totem pole. Like, they want the cucumbers first, then they want the horses, then I guess they'll eat a person. Yeah, if, if you know, if people would be a lot of work. If they're really hungry. Yeah. If they're starving, they'll eat a person. But, like, generally speaking, if a person is coming through, it probably got a horse, too. Scare the person, eat the horse. That's more meals. Much rather negotiate for the horse slash cucumber plate than yeah. you're going to want to take out a person. Yeah. It's also in the territory with the kappa because they are kami. They are not animals. Right. The question of do they eat, why do they eat, becomes a lot more nebulous. That is true. The idea of a starving kappa might not... And this is territory where I'm wildly speculating. I know basically nothing about Shinto or any of the associated practices. So there might be an answer to this that I'm just ignorant of. I've read kappas being described as hungry, but I wouldn't imagine starving. If you are a spiritual being, if you are a thing that exists as the fucking spirit of the river... What is hunger? 
are you hungry in the sense that you require nutrients for your sustenance? Or are you hungry in that you're like, I particularly desire this form of pleasure that comes from eating? Right. I haven't done this in a while and I want to. But not something that would drive you to be monstrous because you're not actually starving. I think there's some mythology questions to ask yourself on that one. But like, but I think you're right. I think that lines up. With the rock, it's just a big bird. It's just a big bird. I mean, are birds jerks and will kill you and eat you alive? Sure. But they're not monsters. They're just kind of horrible. Again, we're in that shambling mound territory where I think the rock is above typical bird intelligence. I'm going to have to quickly refresh myself on that. I mean, a crow might. Does a crow, like, is a crow smart enough for murder? Does a crow murder? Yes. <laughs> yes, still. If there's more than three of them. You're, I hate you so much. <laughs> Every couple of weeks, I regret doing this show. Really? I'm glad that I've been proving. That's because we don't talk that often. We've got enough of a fucking... It's true. We've got enough of a lead. Rock is only at three intelligence. It is at animal intelligence. So you can't even make the shambling mound case of like... If it's going to kill and eat you, it's because you're a threat or you're in its territory. And your food. Or your food. Like those are the three conditions is you need to leave, in which case it doesn't need to kill you. It's just chasing you out. Is it deadly as hell? Oh, sure. God, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Is it a huge threat? And could it, like, pluck you up and then feed you to its young, which is just a terrifying way to die? But that was what the main episode was about, is can it murder? Right, exactly. Does it murder? No. It doesn't. Especially because, again, putting the size into context, you're not even food. Like, it'll take out the entire party, grab any pack animals that you happen to have, and that's it, because you're not worth putting in its mouth. If it's got very small young, maybe it'll take it back. Yeah. As something for them to play with. Otherwise than that, yeah, you're just an annoyance at best. Insects. That's it. That's it. That's a season's I mean, worth of murder. This is a really easy one. Yeah. This was pretty straightforward. There wasn't a lot of debate. It's just this is clear cut what this creature is. No, this one wasn't particularly hard. I'm going to take a look forward because I'm curious how rough season three is going to be. Pixies is interesting. Yeah, there's going to be some questions asked because there are some of these that are very dead set. But there's a couple that are. I think Black Dragon's going to be a really interesting conversation. Aram, when are you releasing this? I don't know. Why can't we say we? The rule is like we're not advertising season three until season two is over so if this comes out before the rock all right well i think that the monster that rhymes with whack flagon i fucking hate you so much no we've got some stuff in season three some of it is very fucking clear cut we're we are getting more and more into the monsters of the monster manual we are which makes these episodes Less difficult and shorter. There are a ton of heavy hitters in season oh, three. Yeah. It is packed with big, big monsters. There are going to be a lot of two-parters, you poor little fuck. Like the smack wagon. I, I hope you catch fire. <laughs> if you were on fire in front of me, not only would I not put it out, 
I would make sure that we made eye contact so you knew as you died that I was making an active choice to not help you. Just, you'd be fanning the flame. Not even. Like, that's just, I'm going to be back <laughs> over here. I just want you to know I could get involved in this and I'm not gonna. Well, we'll see in season three if your wishes come true. If he survives that long. Stop. Thank you for joining us for our season two recap of Does It Murder? For more information about us, notes for each episode, and ways you can help support the show, head over to killeverymonster.com. If any of the ideas we've discussed on the show have sparked some of your own, tell us about it on Twitter at KEM Podcast. You'll find me at DJ Malenfant and Aram at Aram Vardian. For ad-free episodes, early releases, bonus episodes, print-ready maps, our new audio DMs notes, and my character sheets for each encounter, head over to patreon.com slash killeverymonster. You can also listen to ad-free episodes and bonus content by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts. Our intro theme and many of the sound effects you hear in the show were created by BattleBards. Check them out at BattleBards.com. This episode was produced by Aram Vartian and Dylan Malenfant. I also did the editing. And if you are anything like me and all of that information just fell right out of your head, you'll find everything you need at KillEveryMonster.com. And we'll see you next time for For Kill Kill Every Every Monster. Monster. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The ancient mountainous deserts to the south of Faerun are the places where mortals first raised great temples and unlocked powerful secrets. A kingdom once fractured by infighting has been united under the iron claw of the red dragon, Chazar. The great lizard's quest for immortality has become an all-consuming obsession. His need for worshippers has set him on a path against the old gods of these lands, and they will not go quietly. An unlikely cabal of deities has banded together to undermine Jazar and ensure that their temples remain protected and active. They've traced tendrils of fate to preferred timelines, then selected five mortals who had the best chance of bringing those futures to fruition. You will take on the role of one of these chosen, 
in Death to the Dragon King. Find out more about this Start Playing Games campaign and all of my other available games at aram.gay.